the party's getting started here in the innovation lab. And to join us to help kick it off is Atef Qureshi, the CEO of Vistri. How are you doing today, Atef? I'm doing, I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. So you, you are a partner with Lenovo. You're part of their uh, accelerator program. Is that right? We are, yeah. We're strong partners with Lenovo as well as part of the uh, inception program with NVIDIA. I've been working with NVIDIA for several years now. So uh, excited to see this collaboration continue to flourish and grow. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about our startup. Uh, I'm based here in San Diego. San Diego. So, oh, wow. I'm yeah. jealous. Yeah. So uh, enjoying the weather out here and um, would love to be there with you guys in, uh, in New York. Um, but yeah, excited about where we're going. We're really focused in the restaurant hospitality space. Um, so it's um, for sure dynamic, uh, given all of the pandemic and what's been going on. Um, but, you know, Lenovo and NVIDIA are, are essential to that uh, success and to our progress. Well, yeah, Atif, tell us a little bit about the product. And, and you mentioned you work in with a lot of the top QSR uh, leaders out there. Tell us a little bit about how you're working with them. Yeah, so what we're focused on is restaurant automation. Uh, for us, that means running computer vision, voice, AI workloads at the edge in the restaurant. Okay. Uh, so, okay. yeah, and so that's, um, it's intriguing, especially at a time when, you know, labor, supply chain, all of these pressures um, on brands to continue to flourish, serve their customers. Uh, you and I are all consumers. We know that the, the food experience, especially fast food, QSR, quick serve restaurant can be improved both on the delivery side or in the drive-through, especially where the lines get um, unfortunately really long and painful. So what we're trying to do is um, help to offset some of those challenges by running you know, uh, AI, machine learning, deep learning in the restaurant. And um, you know, some, some challenges that are unique uh, to restaurants is that it is a, it's almost like an industrial environment. Uh, between the heat and grease and all of the other things that go on there. Um, but also uh, margins being very thin, you have to make sure that you can run efficiently and in a cost-effective way. And um, you know that's why we're so excited about Lenovo and uh, NVIDIA running GPUs, accelerators, and processing all this data at the edge uh, in a very sort of computationally scalable and efficient way. Um, so th those are some of the computing uh, challenges but also generally restaurants haven't done AI. No, so great. yeah, so it's like <laughs> helping them take like, you know, a Herculean leap in some ways. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, and so that's the, that's the other aspect of fitting into that ecosystem. Yeah, but uh, this is, I was talking to you about this a little bit before we started too, Atif, but like the restaurant industry is also at the cusp of so much intersection in terms of all the change that's happening, you know, out there in the world too, because you know, for, I mean, for the longest time, restaurant businesses have had drive-throughs, right? And, and retailers have not. Like, retailers are just now experimenting with that concept by way of what we're now calling curbside pickup. But the yeah. quick serve industry has always been at the forefront of convenience. And so I'm interested, too, because you said you, you're looking at voice, you're looking at computer vision, all those forms of aspects of AI to help improve the restaurants and kind of bring them forward as kind of the standard barriers of how convenience is going to continue to evolve, I would imagine. What are the use cases that you can talk about where you're finding particular applications for your technology in that environment? Yeah, it's a great question. So a lot of the focus since the pandemic with um, these large brands has been on the omni-channel experience. So right. allowing okay. us yeah, to get into the restaurant and order 
through our mobile phones, through aggregators, through marketplaces, what have you. Uh, and that's been great. Right. Uh, but now what's happening is that that's pushing and sort of unveiling a secondary challenge, which is being able to um, re respond to all those orders in a timely manner. Right. And it's putting a lot of pressure on the kitchen and let's say the back of the house. Right. So what we're really doing is we're taking a lot of the concepts from manufacturing and industrial and automotive mm. of where IoT and computer vision and voice have been applied successfully and then trying to tailor that to make a, a kitchen look more like a kind of manufacturing plant, hmm. if you will. And so, yeah, it's not, oh, you're not always automating machines per se. Um, in some instances, you're um, directing and guiding people, team members, um, combined with, um, you know, just being smart and being more data oriented in the kitchen. And so some of the work that we've been doing is on uh, let's say condition, uh, excuse me, kitchen production control. Okay. And what that means is um, rather than like historically what restaurants do is they'll have a production schedule that's based on, let's say the last six to eight weeks of sales. And they'll say, hey, at a certain time of the day, I'm going to prepare this amount of product. Sure. Well, yeah. So now you can't look at history per se, because history is being formed, right, right. in a new way, yeah. given the pandemic. So now we're using machine learning based approaches to kind of first understand what's happening at the perimeter, as well as what's happening on the digital side, and bringing all that data together, and then making predictions on forecasts to better produce food. And that means you would have less waste, and that the food's going to be hotter and fresher, because it's going to be in compliance with hold times, let's say, within the restaurant. So that's, that's one aspect. The other aspect is, um, just making sure that you're optimizing the flow and the throughput of the drive-through. And that's okay. where, yeah, that's where we've just recently announced our collaboration with NVIDIA for automated order taker. And that's mm, essentially okay. a conversational bot that has okay. full menu understanding to make sure that you can take those orders with a lot of efficiency. And you do that in a very natural way uh, and also helping with some of the labor crunch that these restaurants are facing. Well, I was just going to say, Atif, there's something that I think we hear, like automated order taking seems like a no-brainer, seems so simple. Um, we've yeah. been seeing that happen a lot in the QSR space, but I think there's a lot of, you know, pushback from people around like, okay, so what does that mean for the employees of the restaurant? I, I love to hear from your perspective too, how technology and especially Vistri's technology is kind of helping um, the workforce that's working in the store. You mentioned labor shortages. I think it's important to kind of call out how those two, the labor in store and the technology is working together for more efficiency. Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, there is the, um, the general concerns of what AI is doing to the workforce and the workforce optimization. I would say there's two sides to this. One is ensuring that the guest experience is preserved and enhanced, right? right. Uh, and then the other side is making sure that the team members um, are successful and that they're engaged in the right way. Um, and that, you know, the machines aren't taking over, so to speak. Right, right? exactly. Uh, and so what, I, so let, let's talk about the guest side. I think the challenge of why conversational bots haven't been as successful in the drive-through because it's a hard, it, it's a hard technical problem, right? right. You, you have background noise, you have different dialects, you have full menu understanding, you have all these customizations. And because it has to ha happen with expediency, you have to be very accurate um, and um, you know and very efficient there at the edge. So that's why we're so excited about our partnership with NVIDIA. Uh, we get to use their world-class ASR model, speech recognition, and 
and speech synthesis models and allows us really to focus on the integration into the restaurant and optimizing that whole interaction and that whole system. So that's from the guest side. From the team member side, we've seen brands take a different approach to automation. One, one part of the space is where brands want to always have a human element um, in any interaction with the guests. So you'll never see a fully automated order taker. And that's why a lot of the requirements that we've seen and we've started to build to is to be able to customize a level of automation. And what I mean by that is you could have a fully automated order taker where you're talking with a bot. In other instances, you can have an assistive order taker, which is just, the, just there to confirm the order accuracy. Okay, sort of in a more like a passive mode. Um, and for those brands that want to ensure, again, that that's the human to human interaction, that passive mode makes sense. Uh, in other instances where there is a complete labor shortage um, and that you, you want to ensure that that order is always taken effectively, that's where um, other brands and other operators are looking for full automation. I'm curious too, because I've been, I've been thinking, it's funny, we've been talking about this a lot. Like, so in terms of setting that up, does that human interaction need to be on site too? Or do you start to see people experimenting with taking that human interaction and, you know, centralizing it somewhere where one person is managing that for multiple restaurant sites? Like, what do you see the, how do you see the evolution of this playing out at Tiff? Yeah, I think, uh, so we've seen other startups kind of in that space in particular, where mm -hmm. it's kind of like the, the call center, if you will, where you right. have a consolidated right. set. Right. Um, I think a lot of the trends and you guys, Chris and Ann are sort of experts in the retail space that those broader trends that we've seen in retail are now really starting to accelerate in the restaurant space. So you'll see those innovations sort of play out in sort of their own sort of unique way within the restaurant space. But yeah, I think because the, the, the proportion of revenue for QSRs has always, you know, um, been biased into the drive-through. And that has only accelerated and expanded right. from the pandemic. All the focus is going to be on the drive-through moving forward. Right. Um, uh, and of course, digital. So um, yeah, I, I absolutely see all the trends that you mentioned uh, that again, that we've seen in retail start to replay themselves. I think the advantage that we have is we don't have to learn like how we had to learn in retail or uh, industrial. We should be able to take those experiences and apply them into the restaurant space and accelerate that progress so that we're all not sitting in a drive-through for 30 minutes. Right. So that's well, our hope. Yeah. Well, that was gonna be my question too. Like, you know, the other element of this is curbside, which is, you know, distinctly different than drive-through and more and more uh, quick serve restaurants are, you know, having curbside options available too. Are there any, any wrinkles you're discovering that differentiate what you're talking, the application of what you're talking about to that experience versus say the drive-through? Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about it, if a big focus, let's say from the vision standpoint, is that you have eyes on the perimeter of the restaurant, of course, you're focused on the drive-through and how those queues form, how those cars stack, how mm -hmm. they abandon, how they bulk, all of those behaviors. Well, you're also looking at the parking lot and the parking spaces right, right. And, the, and the curbside spaces. So you could start to understand the full utilization of your lots. Um, you could start mm -hmm. to see how long you know, the occupancy of each of the parking spots are, how long a curbside order uh, or a delivery driver for that matter is sitting there and queuing and waiting. Um, now, mm -hmm. some, of this, mm -hmm. some of this data is already available. So like, let's say you order through Uber Eats mm -hmm. or DoorDash and the driver comes up curbside or to the delivery um, parking spot and checks in, 
you still have all that digital data that helps you understand when that driver and how long they they stayed there and so on and so forth. But now you're you have another angle to that information and you can start to tie that with your staffing and reporting and you know that exchange and handoff, how efficient that is. So there's a lot of understanding to happen, uh, to, to be derived, I should say, and that's happening sort of in real time. Um, this is so cool. I know. All right, all right I got to ask you another question because and we're sure. running a little bit longer on time too, but I always like to get out with a question on predictions because you got my mind going now because we've been talking a lot about how one of the aspects of retail and QSR that's going to change is actually the evolution of the parking lot design. Yeah. Um, I'm curious from your standpoint, putting your prediction hat on, I don't want to put you on the spot. I haven't talked to you about this. Sure. So take this with what you will. Sure. I'm curious in your mind, um, based on what you're seeing, if you were to predict how you think QSR parking lots are going to evolve, you know, say over the next five to 10 years, does anything jump out at you? I'm really curious to get your perception of that. I think we're already seeing some of those trends, which is like the physical footprint of the restaurant is going to shrink, meaning the dining. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, the kitchen itself, may grow a little bit bigger okay and you also have the phenomenon of ghost kitchens which is was, also starting I, to yeah. influence this right my next question um, yeah. yeah so a lot of these brands that have these fixed assets um already and they're thinking about shrinking their dine and expanding their kitchen they may start to launch virtual brands out of that same kitchen and we've seen okay. that phenomenon as well so the um you know not only will the physical design change but also what's being served and the products and concepts coming out of those fixed, um, you know, physical footprints will change. So one is that, uh, then the other on the perimeter, I think the lots will probably expand. You'll see single drive-through lanes go to double drive-through lanes. You do. And, yeah, you and, then you'll, and then you'll see, you know, pickup lanes and mobile express lanes and what have you. So there'll be all these different ways of really, it's gonna be a digital first experience. I mean, we've right. seen this in retail and banking and all these other things. So more effort is gonna be de deflected to digital, but it may be a digital interaction where ultimately you come to the restaurant to just pick up your food through a drive-through. Um, and that's gonna happen, you know, it won't be a four minute wait for that. That will be, you know, hopefully sub 30 seconds to come in and out of that lot. Music to our ears. Yeah, you love that that's topic. so yeah. excellent. That's my favorite topic. I'm glad I asked that question. God, that's fascinating. All right. Well, so if people are, you know, they've hear, they're hearing this, they're at the show, they want to get in touch with you, they want to learn more, Atif, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, come find us on uh, vistry.ai, www.vistry.ai. Um, also, you're more than welcome to find me on LinkedIn, send me a note directly, um, atif.qureshi uh, at vistry.ai, so we can put the details um, kind of out there on LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, would love to continue the conversation and, uh, it's definitely an exciting space and one that everyone likes to talk about because again, I, I just last night sat in a, in an outline for 30 minutes <laughs> and I, I kind of wish, you know, some of the things we're doing, um, right. you know, we could apply to my local, uh, in and out. Right. Yeah. 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 I think we've all been there. That's kind of the, the benchmark in a lot of ways for that, but, uh, yeah, a badge of honor, so to speak. But uh, but hey, man, yeah, this was a blast. What a way to end the day. I really enjoyed this conversation, Atif. Um, Hopefully we can do it again sometime too. Uh, I think there's probably a lot more we could ask you because my mind is going pretty nuts on what we discussed. But, uh, you know, on that note, I'll, let's say so long. We're going to get to the happy hour here at the Innovation Labs, uh, sponsored by NVIDIA and Lenovo. Again, it was Atif Qureshi, the CEO of uh, Vistry AI. And uh, for all of you watching, as always, be careful out there.